And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, you know, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This time, it's part two of the Doris Day Show with special guest Kirk Douglas from 1952. Then, Frank Reddick and Mercedes McCambridge star in an action-packed police drama on Gangbusters from 1948. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hi, Carl. Hey, what's happening in Hollywood? So, I'm thinking if you're looking for a new house, I might just have just the perfect house for you. Oh, really? Where right? is it? It's in Studio City, California. Yeah, I don't want to live in... I across I'm the sorry. country. I don't want to live in uh, but California. But if you did want to live there... I love California. Don't get me wrong. I just don't want to live there. Well, if you did want to live there... Yeah. You might want to consider this house. Okay. It is the Brady Bunch house. It yes. is for sale. That's right. I'm thinking $12 million. Not even close. Oh, $1.2 million? Do you know that it is only a two-bedroom, ba- two three-bath house? Okay. That's true. For all those people? There was uh, well, there was like nine people in that house. That's right. That's the thing. And Alice and the dog and everybody. That's the thing. These these uh, This show was filmed actually in studio. These are just the exterior shots. Okay. And some of the Brady Bunch obsessive has noticed, based on the exterior of the house, that it does not match the interior because mm. it doesn't. Hmm. But it's going on the market for $1.88 million. Okay. So a little less than two million exactly bag of change for you that's nothing nothing at but all. here's the thing so violet and george McAllister bought this two-bedroom three-bath house in 1973 yeah for sixty one thousand dollars that's a pretty good uh payday Right, of course, the not show a, not a bad not, not uh, return a, on well, investment. Well, of course, they haven't sold it yet, yeah. but uh, they are expecting a lot of lookers. Yeah, I don't know how many people are there to You're buy it looker. or just. You know I that? am a looker, you all are right. A looker, Lisa. Uh, but this is really the perfect home for the perfect TV family. So yeah. I don't know if you have the perfect. You can say, TV "Hey, family. I live in the Brady Bunch." Wouldn't that be cool? House. Yeah, I know. Very cool. I know. Well, you should just buy it, Lisa. Well, you know, it's almost sad You're to think that... You're burning through money. It's almost sad to think that all those interior shots of the home weren't really in that house. Well, I kind of knew that. Yeah, but, you know, you kind of buy kinda into knew. it. What were we, they five years old when it started? inside a house. It's just there's not room for the whole crew and everything. Well, I'm just going to go with that there was. All right. Well, so. there you go. <laughs> it's uh, a bargain. It's for sale. It really Check it is out. a bargain. All right. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> All right, last time we began listening to the Doris Day Show special guest, Kirk Douglas. Let's go back to November 25th, 1952, for the conclusion now of the Doris Day Show. Ah, that 
That was really wonderful, Doris. Well, thank you, Kurt. And you know, it was really wonderful being here. Oh, now, don't go away, mm-hmm. because there's something I'm dying to ask you. Oh, anything at all, Doris. How about a song? Uh, well, fine. Sing one. No, no, I mean you too, Kurt. Well, Let's whip up a little oh, duet. No, no, wait, huh? well, now, wait a minute, Doris. As far as singing goes, I'm strictly a shower man. I need water pouring over me to give me the rhythm. <laughs> Well, in that case, I guess we'll have to do it the hard way, old boy. Mm-hmm. Stay right there, and I'll go connect the hose. <laughs> <laughs> let's just take it. What do we sing? Say, remember the old blues number, I'm Red Hot Henry Brown? Well, the script says I do, so let's try <laughs> I'm Red Hot Henry Brown, the hottest man in town. That red hot mama that you heard about Took a look at me and her fire went out wow. Cause I'm a man that's hard to find Cause I'm the red hot stepping kind I got a heating stove for Christmas My gal named Ann had to take it back And change it for electric fan Cause when I hotsy totsy round They call me red hot Henry Brown Be my guest, Miss Day, be my guest He's red hot Henry Brown Sure enough The hottest man in town mm-hmm. Went to Alaska about a year ago Cause they sent for me just to melt the snow He's a man that's hard to beat The inventor of steam heat Say when he goes into a big cafe Then it's no joke Soon as I walk in the place begins to fill with smoke Cause, Cause when, when we hot see totsy round They call me Red Hot Henry Brown They call him Red Hot Henry Brown Yes sir, I'm Red And now here's Don Wilson again with some really good news. You're buying a television set. You want the best your money can buy, right? You look at a lot of different sets, you hear a lot of technical double talk, and you're completely confused. Then you see one set with a tag on it, a tag reading, engineered by CBS Columbia. You think to yourself, CBS, big television network, radio broadcasting, records. Hmm, they ought to know what they're doing. You're so right. CBS, the greatest name in home entertainment, has developed America's most advanced TV set. Pictures so brilliantly sharp, you think you're in the studio itself. The fact is, only CBS, with its tremendous engineering and electronics background, could produce the exciting new CBS Columbia TV set. And now, back to Doris Day. Kirk, you know, I get a lot of letters from servicemen, and I'd like to read one that I received this morning from Private First Class Jerry Clifford. Good. Dateline, Korea. Dear Doris, we hear your show on Armed Forces Radio, and we think it's tops. I'd also like to mention we approve of your activity in the WALTASM Society. WALTASM, of course, being the right a letter to a serviceman society. It's a good idea because there's nothing a guy over here likes better than to hear from a guy over there. And you know, down at the bottom, Private First Class Clifford requests a song. Here it is, Jerry, for you and your buddies. Gonna take a sentimental journey. Gonna set my heart at ease Gonna make a sentimental journey To renew old memories 
like a child in wild anticipation. I long to hear that all Glad you dropped in on us tonight. Say, Doris, I enjoyed every note of it. Good night, Doris. <laughs> Good night, Kirk. Be seeing you soon. Now it's really time to say goodnight. Thanks for your wonderful letters. We appreciate every one of them. And until we meet again next week. I love each moment with you. Honest, I do love to be with you Where I belong Singing my songs for you Now this is Don Wilson saying goodnight for Doris Day and CBS Columbia And remember, among hundreds of different TV sets... There's only one that's engineered by CBS. That's right, only one that's backed by the world's greatest fund of experience and research in radio, TV, and electronics. That's the CBS Columbia TV set. Engineered by CBS Columbia. Friends, don't fail to see the new CBS Columbia TV sets at your dealers now. The Doris Day Show is a Martin Meltzer production directed by Sam Pierce and written by Fred S. Fox. It comes to you transcribed from Hollywood. Doris Day appears through the courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures and may soon be seen in April in Paris. Kirk Douglas may currently be seen in the RKO color production, The Big Sky. The Doris Day Show is heard by the men and women overseas through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. And remember, authentic police methods add up to thrills on the lineup Wednesday night on the CBS Radio Network. 
And that's the Doris Day Show from November 25th, 1952. Doris Day and all her friends, along with Kirk Douglas, as a special guest on there, is heard on CBS. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, it's gangbusters. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, Lisa Wolf here. During the month of July, log on to ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Classic Radio Spotlight's Frank Sinatra Volume 1, featuring 14 exciting radio shows starring Frank Sinatra. Regularly priced at $19.99, but it's yours for half price, only $9.99, via digital download this month only. Also on sale during July is Murder at Midnight Volume 1, featuring 12 terrifying episodes. Regularly priced Priced at $19.99, it's yours for half price only $9.99 via digital download this month only. Visit ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Classic Radio Spotlight's Frank Sinatra Volume 1 and Murder at Midnight Volume 1 at 50% off their regular price. In August, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during July. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to order. And while you're there, download an episode of Suspense starring Cary Grant absolutely free is our gift to you. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360. Across nearly 200 radio stations coast to coast. Make sure you check out our website at Hollywood360Radio.com. Thousands of pictures of Lisa Wolf there. So don't miss that. Well, that's important. Very important. All right, time now. For Gangbusters, this was a government police drama, and it was created by Phillips H. Lord way back in 1935. This show was known as the only national program that brings you authentic police case histories. Now, uh, these dramatized FBI closed cases were in close association with Bureau Director J. Edgar Hoover. He was all about this show. He liked this show because you know why? The FBI looked great, and the bad guys looked like bad guys. All right, so each show opened with a barrage of loud sound effects, shrill police whistles, convicts marching, police sirens, machine guns, and all of that noise, Lisa, led to the popular catchphrase, Coming on like gangbusters. It aired on radio until 1957. We have a broadcast for you now from March 20th, 1948. It's called The Broadway Bandits. Here's part one of Gangbusters. Now, Gangbusters, presented in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States. The only national program that brings you authentic police case histories. Gangbusters is asked the Honorable John J. Sullivan, former Chief of Detectives and Deputy Police Commissioner, New York City Police Department, to narrate by proxy tonight's case. Chief Sullivan, I understand you brought one of the persons involved in tonight's case here to the studio with you. Yes, Don, but let's save our guest until later in the program. All right, Chief Sullivan. 
Now, you've told me that the most difficult task that faces investigating detectives is not locating a particular suspect, but rather learning who that suspect is. That's right, Don Gardner. As soon as the identity of a criminal becomes known, his arrest is inevitable. But until the police are able to make identification, their job is most difficult indeed. About a year ago, there was a series of holdups on the Upper West Side, New York City, in which detectives were unable to get any hint as to the identity of the two criminals. One night, Lieutenant Hansen, in charge of the investigation, was phoning his headquarters to learn if there were any developments in the case. Detective Division, Sergeant Ryan. Hello, Sergeant. Lieutenant Hansen. Oh, nothing doing so far tonight, Lieutenant. Good. It's early. I think we'll hear from those boys yet. Okay, Ryan, I'll be home if anything comes up. And, Ryan... Yes, sir? I've been sitting here all night trying to dope this thing out. They've been pulling a job a night for weeks. They've knocked over enough bars and liquor stores and motion picture houses. I want to grab these two men before we've got a killing on our hands. Yeah, who doesn't? Well, all right, you stop by my desk as soon as you check in tomorrow. I think we'll have to try something different in this case. Something very different. We're going to hook these fish. Look, you want to take this movie, huh? You stick a gun on the cashier, you got the dough. Okay. But we do it my way. Oh, what's such a problem? A little heist and you've got to make a production out of it? Now listen to me, Whitey. I want to make this as sure and as safe as possible. Every job we pull, we get closer to the end. The street looks clear enough now. All right, go on before there's another line. Cover me. That cashier lets out a yell, I want to move. Well, what do you got a gun for? Not for girl cashiers. Stick here. Huh. Where am I going to go? Good evening. Fine evening. How many, please? Uh, how about the main picture? What time does it go on? Last complete show begins at 9.22. Um. Yes? Uh, what time is it out? 12.18. That's kind of late, isn't it? Well, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm only the cashier. If you like, I'll speak to the manager. Maybe he'll have him run the film faster. <laughs> okay. You don't have to get wise. I got a wise job, mister. People ask me wise questions for eight hours. I try to give them wise answers. How many tickets do you want? Uh, one thing more. What do you do when you get through here? I pull a double feature over my head and go to sleep. I'll be waiting outside for you. This place has 18 exits. I wish you luck. I'm a long shot player from way back. There's a bar down the street. Mario's. I'll be there. 10.30. At 10.30. The name is Kay. Kay Lewis. Okay, Kay. Mario's. Uh, if you don't want a ticket, buddy, let somebody in there that does. Oh, sure. Help yourself. 10.30. Some people come to the picture show this Well, what happened? I was ready. What happened? We're going back to joint. I'll meet you there. Look, what's the matter? We were... Hey. What? You didn't go sour on this deal because of that cash. I either. went sour on it. That's reason enough. Now, look here. Go man. on. I'll meet you home. Got a date with her. You What? See you later. Huh. Enjoy yourself, Romeo. I intend to. So that's all there is to it. Dayton wasn't big enough for me. I had to have New York. You know when they say get lost? They're talking about me. New York, big enough? 
My New York? My New York is a walk from the room, a sandwich at the drugstore, and eight hours in a cashier's booth. Well, that covers me. What's your complaint? No complaints. Oh, Matt, everybody's got complaints. Everybody. What about you? What about your job? I don't like what I'm doing, but I'm stuck with it. So it's not worth talking about. There's lots of things to do. Not in my line. What are you, a taxidermist? How about another drink? Later, thanks. I'm curious. It's not important. What? I'm a salesman. Fuller brush man? Not exactly. Well, who cares? Look, by way of information, I don't go out with everybody who buys a ticket from me. Well, I didn't buy a ticket, remember? I just wanted to get the record straight. Still trying to figure out why I said okay. I figured out why I asked you. Maybe it's the same reason you said okay. Maybe it's the same reason I left Dayton. Wish you were back then? I wish... What do you wish? Ah, uh, what happens? Does some little guy pull a switch to turn it on? Is that what makes things start up inside of two people at the same time? As long as it happens, what difference does it make, How? Huh? I guess how it starts isn't as important as how it ends. Ah, uh, that little guy who pulls the switch is a devil. He turns off one, leaves it on in the other. I know. He left the switch on in me once before. Oh, maybe the little guy can't help himself, Kay. Lots of things can happen. Let's try not to let anything happen. Nothing will, if I can help it. Look at us. One drink apiece and we're practically tied up in a knot. Not the drinks and you know it. Sure I know since it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship, Matt, I guess she'll know sooner or later. What? It's awful. I've got hay fever. <laughs> Who cares? No, it sounds like nothing, but come August 15th, I get to look like a sight. It's terrible. <laughs> don't worry about it. You don't have any secrets? No. None that's important. Look, I... Matt? What? You're not married? No. Are you off at 10.30 every night? Yeah. How about tomorrow night at 10.30? Right here at Mario's? Sure. Why not? Okay. I'll be waiting for you. That's the first portion of Gangbusters. More after these words. Hi, Lisa Wolf here. During the month of July, log on to ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Classic Radio Spotlight's Frank Sinatra Volume 1, featuring 14 exciting radio shows starring Frank Sinatra. Regularly priced at $19.99, but it's yours for half price, only $9.99, via digital download this month only. Also on sale during July is Murder at Midnight Volume 1, featuring 12 terrifying episodes. Regularly priced at $19.99, it's yours for half price, only $9.99, Via digital download this month only. Visit ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download Classic Radio Spotlight's Frank Sinatra Volume 1 and Murder at Midnight Volume 1 at 50% off their regular price. In August, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during July. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to order. And while you're there, download an episode of Suspense starring Cary Grant absolutely free as our gift to you. That's ClassicRadioStore.com.
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now let's get back to Gangbusters. Hello, Whitey. Well, Matt, how was the cashier? All right. Honest to Joe, I can't figure you out. Passing up a job we had laid out perfect just because you take a shine to a tomato? What's the matter? You wouldn't put a gun on her because you were ashamed or something? I'm telling you when and where, Whitey. I said that box office wasn't a good idea, believe me. Maybe for you it wasn't. For me it was okay. Look, the end is coming, I know. I don't want to rush it any. Oh, what are you always thinking about the end for? What are you working for years if you stop pulling phony deals like with that dame tonight? That's enough about her. Yeah? What, are you in love or something? Okay. What's he like this you can never tell about? Lovely to get wise, jam us up good. That's my worry, Whitey. Oh, it's his worry. Now, what do you think I am, a hunk of clay or something? I can land in Sing Sing as well as the next guy. All right. And I ain't ready to retire yet. I got some fun to have. Ah, what's the use of talking about it? I guess you found out quick enough she wasn't for you. I'm seeing her again tomorrow night. You're kidding. I'll let you know when I'm kidding. All right, if that's the way it is, I've had enough. I'm through. As long as I say so, you'll stick. Yeah? Well, I'll show you how long... Wait. Let go of me. Sit down. Okay. Now, take it easy. You've got your reasons for being in this. I got mine. Mine is I'm stuck. I can't find a way out. Neither of us want to get jammed up. Do what I tell you and we'll be okay. She goes for you, you think? Big romance. Well, tell her what you do for a living and what you are. See how fast she drops. I'll handle her. Leave it at that. I got an easy take lined up for tomorrow night. We'll do it. I thought you were seeing her. I am. Later. Well, at least it's still business before pleasure. That's right, Whitey. Business before pleasure. So, Don, the criminal Matt Wallach embarked on what usually proves to be an impossible feat. He was attempting to temper his life of crime by seeking the company of a woman whose reaction he knew would be violent when she learned the truth. And when she did learn the truth, her reaction went even beyond the wildest bounds of Matt Wallach's imagination. And in the course of police investigation into the case, Lieutenant Hanson struck upon an idea and was talking it over with Sergeant Ryan. Well, it could work, Lieutenant. We just might get a line on him that way. There's a chance we will. Yeah, maybe. We've got a good enough description of the two of them. Every place they've made, they've gotten themselves a lot of small change. They haven't overlooked a nickel. If they've got it, they're going to spend it. I'll get men on it right away, Lieutenant. We'll see how it works out. Ah, isn't this better, Matt? Isn't this better than breathing that smoke all night at Mario's? As long as you're here, baby, it's fine. I just don't like park benches in general. They plague me all my life. Not a battleship or a cruiser out there. What difference does it make? War's over. I was just wondering. You wonder about a lot of things, don't you? The wondering kid from Dayton, that's me. You still wondering about me? You're first on my list. After you come the battleships and the cruisers. Nothing to wonder about, Kay. Lots of things you haven't told me. You're holding out. Am I? You know you are. Oh, some things are trade secrets, baby. Some things you don't even tell your mother. You'd tell me. Okay, let's talk about something else. Well, I said let's talk about something else. The boats and the river are very pretty at night. I also like the way the lights from Palisades Park reflect on the water. Don't you like the way the lights from Palisades Park reflect on the water? Oh, I'm sorry, honey. Oh, Matt. <sighs> Matt. I'm a little mixed up, baby. Forgive me, huh? 
Sure, I'll forgive you. I'll... Uh, well, Mac, what are you doing here? Hello, Whitey. Honest to Joe, you're running to people in the strangest places. I said to myself, Whitey, it's a nice night to take a walk along the river. And I run into you. How about that? How about it? <clears throat> Don't I uh, get an introduction to the lady? K. Lewis, Whitey Brink. How do you do? Oh, I do fine. Fine. Matter of fact, Matt and I do fine together. We're partners, you know. Right, Matt? Well, it was nice seeing you, Whitey. Are you a salesman, too? Am I a salesman, too? Didn't I tell you we were partners? I'm the persuader, he's the convincer. We do great together, don't we? I can imagine. Uh, car's over there, Whitey. Wait there for me. I'll drive you home. Now, look, man, I like company the same as the next guy. I got a bottle on my I hip. I said, wait in the car, huh? Okay, I'll wait in the car. So long. Nice to have met you. Yeah, very nice. He's not such a bad guy. He just likes to talk. All salesmen do. With one exception. Uh, Whitey's not really a salesman. He's just handy to have around. He likes to talk big. Yeah, I understand. You don't understand a thing. Come on, let's get out of here. Why don't you take Whitey home? You told him you would. Well, what about you? I haven't made up my mind yet whether that's a cruiser or a battleship. I'd like to study it for a while. All right. Have it your way. Matt? Yes? Wait. What difference does it make? Battleship or cruiser? Would you like to drive me home? Sure, I would. Well, let's go. Well, go on, Matt. Say it. I've been waiting since you took her home, waiting for you to say it. Sure, I followed you to the pond. Go on, say it. Oh, shut up. What do you think you are? Better than me or something? What gives you that idea? You want to know what I think? I think you're worse than me. Okay, I'm worse than you. I'm a gunman and I love it. They could stick me away for 20 years and I'd come out and do the same thing. And you, you hate me and you hate yourself for being what you are. You can't change it, brother. You might as well make up your mind to squeeze every nickel out of every sucker in town and enjoy it while the squeezing is good. All right, let's go home and hit the sack. Yeah. I guess we had enough for one night. Oh, I knew you'd get jammed up. I knew it. Oh, shut up and listen to me. I'm not jammed up, Whitey. I'm through with it. The best thing all around, especially for her. She don't know it, but tonight was the finish. If I'm going to be a rod guy, I might as well be a good one. Good ones don't have time for square dames. Well, now you're getting some sense. Well, let's get home and talk. Got work to map out. Now, let me get this straight, Mr. Sergeant. You want me to watch out these two guys, what I wrote it down, how they look, eh? That's right, Angelo. Hey, and if two guys look like this, come in here and start to buy drinks with nickels, dimes, quarters, and so forth, I'm going to call the station house. All right, Mr. Sergeant? That's about it. Good. Uh, one more thing, Sergeant. If these two guys should come into my place, I... Hey, excuse me, customs. Hey, gentlemen, what are we tonight? Well, I'll tell you, we'd like Okay, a... everybody, get them up. Hey. Get them up. Drop those guns. Cop, shoot, buddy. Drop that gun, boy. Down your life. Now. Hold. 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 
that, Lieutenant. I'm sure I hit the other one. I couldn't shoot any more on account of the pedestrians. Well, keep the men looking around the neighborhood, Sergeant. Meantime, we'll get all the hospitals notified to be on the lookout for a man with a gunshot wound. Well, if he is hit, he won't get far. Any identification on the dead one? He had a wallet in his pocket. There was a card in it. Gives an address up on Amsterdam Avenue. A few keys, a little change. Okay, we'll check on that Amsterdam Avenue address. The other one might be headed there. Kay, it's me, Matt. Open up, will you, Kay? Oh, Matt. I'm hurt, baby. Hurt bad. Let me help you inside. Yeah. Oh. Come on, Matt. Are you all right? Yeah. What happened? What happened to you? I'm hurt bad. Easy, will you, baby? Easy. All right. On the couch. Yeah. Oh. Huh. It's better. Much better. You need a doctor. No, I don't need a doctor. Don't get a doctor. What happened? I... I didn't want to get you involved, baby. I, I didn't know where to go. I'll take care of you, Matt. What happened? Well, I got in a fight. It doesn't hurt too much. It's just kind of dizzy. Uh, let's see that shoulder. All right. Save it. Easy. Mm. Easy, honey. That's when you touch it. Matt. Yeah. This is a bullet wound. Yes, it's a bullet wound. Guy had a gun. You need a doctor. I don't want a doctor. I told you. It'll get infected. Well, fix it, baby. You got some iodine. You got some cotton. Fix it. I'm not going to make it worse. Fix it, will you? All right, all right. I'll get the stuff. Kay. Yeah? Come here, baby. The sooner that's fixed, the better. Hold my hand, will you? Yeah. Sit. I'm nuts about you, baby. I've been nuts about you from the first minute. You know, it's the same with me. It wasn't any fight, honey. I know it. You're in trouble, you and Whitey. Whitey's troubles are over. Oh. I wish mine were. No, don't say that. You can straighten yourself out. I walked right there, dude. A cop was inside the place. We pulled our hands. Lie back there, Matt. Yeah, sure. Honey, if the shoulder comes out okay, I, I got a little dough on me, a few hundred... We could go south someplace, huh? Start all over again, you and me? Start all over again tonight? And right? We'll see. When you feel better. You come with me, won't you, baby? Won't you? We'll talk about it. When you feel better, we'll talk about it. Hello, Lieutenant. Brian. We're just going to the call box to phone you. Well? They both lived here, all right. The other one's name's Matt Wallach. He hasn't shown up yet. I suppose he knows we're waiting here. What'd you find out about him? The landlady couldn't tell me much. Confirmed the description, that's about all. I sent her down to identify Whitey Brink's body. Anything else? The fellow was the room next door. Said the two of them had been arguing quite a lot lately. About a girl. Wallach's girl. That's interesting. Her first name's Kay. You heard the mention she's a cashier someplace. A movie house, he thinks. Well, I want a line on that girl by noon tomorrow. Come on. Let's have a look upstairs. And now, back to Gangbusters. It's all right, Kay. I'm awake. What time is it? Almost noon. How do you feel? Lousy. I don't wonder. You'll need a doctor sooner or later, Matt. I think the bullet's still in there. There's only one hole, baby. It sure didn't come out. That's a cinch. Are you hungry? No, you have to be at work, don't you? No, that's all right. 
Matt, I thought over going away with you. I didn't sleep last night thinking about it. Well? If you go, and if you want me to go with you, all right. Baby. But if we went south or someplace, it'd be the same thing all over again, wouldn't it? They'd chase you here, they'd chase you there. There wouldn't be any other way to get along except as you and Whitey did. I guess not. What happens when they find you? Hey, now, wait a minute. No, what happens? Oh, ten years of unlucky five, maybe. They'll get you sometime. Maybe even today. All right, it's bound to come. Why don't you get it over with? Get it over with and stop the chase. Aren't you tired of this running and running? Yeah, but I don't relish even five years. Everything will be changed. I'll be changed. You'll be gone. I can't ask anybody to wait five years, even one year. If it'll help, we can get married. Before? If they'll let us. Oh, what, what good would it do? Me and you out. No, I'll go someplace, get a fresh start. All right. If you'd rather. I'll go any place with you. Would you really marry me? I said I would. And then see me go away for all that time? Oh, you're crazy. Sure, I'm crazy. You know something? Maybe I'm crazy, too. Oh, Matt. It's better this way, Matt. Believe me. Watch my shoulder, honey. I'm sorry. You know, ever since I got in this thing, I've been looking for a way out. I'm not hollering that I've been a bad boy and can't find a way to be good. It's just... It's an awful mess. Thanks, honey, for showing me the way out. You're welcome. I guess more guys would do the same thing. They had something to hope for. And this is Lieutenant Hanson, miss. What can I do for you? They said that you were the man I was to see. Your name is Kay Lewis? That's right. Kay Lewis. Uh, I, I... You came to tell us where Matt Wallach is. How? We just traced your name. As a matter of fact, I was just starting out to see you. He's at my place. He, he's hurt. He wants to turn himself in. He really does. He could have gone south. He could have gone any place. He wants to get straightened out. And you talked him into giving up? He made up his own mind. All right. Let's go see him. There's a couple of squads waiting, Lieutenant. The man wants to give himself up, Sergeant. He doesn't need squads. Come on, Mr. Lewis. Yes, sir. Well, Don, that was the end of another gang of bandits. Thanks to the influence of a sensible girl, the work of the police was made easier. And at least one criminal is on his way toward rehabilitation. Well, Chief Sullivan, you brought a special guest to our gangbuster studio tonight. She's right here, Don. And she came to the studio for a very good reason. But I'll let her tell you about that herself. The young lady of the script, Miss Kay Lewis. Meet Don Gardner, Kay. Hello, Mr. Gardner. Well, how do you do, Kay? Well, I'd say judging from what Chief Sullivan has just told me... You have something important to tell our gangbusters listeners. So won't you go right ahead, please? All right, Mr. Gardner. You see, when I found out that Matt Wallet wasn't a salesman, as he said, I was completely confused. I couldn't understand why he had treated me so well, 
when all the time he was just a gunman. I thought it over for a while. Then I realized he was more than just that. Matt was a human being like anybody else. If he gave himself up, I knew there was a good chance that someday he could start all over again. So I talked to him about it. Fortunately, he agreed with me. Now, I just wish there were some way I could speak to every person who's in the same position that Matt was. I'd like to make each one understand he's cheating himself out of those things which his unearned money was supposed to buy. He can never have any freedom or security. He'll never escape the torture of knowing that he'll be chased and hunted like an animal wherever he goes and for the rest of his life. Well, thank you, Miss K. Lewis, for coming here tonight and bringing us this very important message. And thank you, Chief Sullivan, for a most exciting police case history. Our congratulations to all the police officers who helped bring this case to a conclusion. Gangbusters! Tonight's case was dramatized by Stanley Niss and directed by William Sweets with Frank Reddick and Mercedes McCambridge in leading roles. Don Gardner speaking. Gangbusters is a Phillips H. Lord production. And that's Gangbusters from March 20th, 1948, with Broadway Bandits starring Frank Reddick along with Mercedes McCambridge, as heard on ABC. Mercedes McCambridge, what role did she perform in the 1970s in probably the scariest movie ever produced? Any idea, Mike? Any idea, Lisa? The scariest movie ever made, in my opinion, was The Exorcist. And she was the voice of the demon in, you know, you know, the little girl, Reagan, yes, with Linda Blair. Well, when they had the voice, the creepy voice, that was performed by Mercedes McCambridge. And you just heard her in that broadcast. All right, let's take a quick break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360 after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, next time, it's Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy from 1952, Lisa's favorite actor. And then it's part one of the Jack Benny program. That's next time here on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.